You're tuning in to the Black Hollywood Live Network, featuring news, interviews, and commentary on all things Black Hollywood. Hollywood redefined. From Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menounos and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is Black Hollywood Live, Geek Nerd Tech, featuring a weekly roundup of tech news and gossip. Black Hollywood Live, Hollywood redefined. You're listening to Black Hollywood Live. And now, the host for Black Hollywood Live, Geek Nerd Tech. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Geek Nerd Tech. We are back. No verse today. No verse. All right. My ox closed like Steve Austin. I got him in the square. I will let you run. Nah, that ain't fair. So I clear my vision so I can spot him, snatch him up by the neck and say, mm, I got him, Achilles. Oh my goodness. Uh, no? I think we're having technical difficulties. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Geek Nerd Tech, the show we break down nerd culture and tech news from a black and brown geek perspective. I promise you I will never rap again. From you said any- that last time. I know. This, 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 you that- actually promised that you would rap every show. That's right. That's true. <laughs> uh, that, that rap is from 1987. So When? 1987. When you were 20? <laughs> <laughs> when I was 20. Look at that. Shots fired. Got a good one. Uh, I'm here, with, well, as always, with Akili Shine. How you doing today? I'm doing all right, man. Uh, so a lot of activity happening, but uh, it's productive. It's good. Nice Friday. Good about yourself, man. Uh, I'm doing. I'm doing well. Same. A L- little busy. Um, trying to get adjusted to 2015. I know, right? In all way, shape, and form. Um, but uh, everything's good. Already, about- already out of January. That fast. I know. Man, it's quick. The, the month of the goat is already like Darn. the sun is set. Man, on, on the month of the goat. Actually, we don't have a month. We don't. We have a whole, a whole year cycle. That's, That's why right. we're the first month. That's right. <laughs> For speaking of us, we're both Capricorns. Our birthdays were, were uh, two weeks ago. Alexis, how are you doing in there? I am good, actually. And I am a Leo, so... uh <laughs> oh, you are such a jerk! <laughs> I'm so sorry, mean. I'm sorry. No. So mean. Okay. No, it's fine. Well, so it's good. It's good to have you back. We missed you last week. Cause I we know. Were, I was so sick. Yeah, we, you were sick, but... Um, we, no, you're back. You're back. You're back. I'm yes. glad, you're, glad you're healthy. So let's jump into this. We, we do have a guest today, which we're very excited about. We have uh, Anthony R. Howard on today, who's a technology expert who is uh, going to talk to us about a lot of things, all things technology. He's a defense expert. He's a tech expert. He is... Uh, Known as in some circles as the IT superhero, if oh, you wow. will. Uh, so uh, the, the number one, the number one IT superhero, um, and so we're very excited to talk to him about um, sort of the the what what goes on in in the world of the defense um, in terms of in terms of um, social media, social, in, the words of, in the world of social media, which we'll talk a lot about today. And uh, so he'll be joining us in the back half of the show. But before that, let's get through some of these stories that we have. Um, I want to talk about. It's been caught my eye because, uh, you know, we talk a lot about, we've been talking a lot about wearables, you know, and, 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 the, and the proliferation of wearables. We talk about the watch and the fit. You talked about the Fitbit, and I was talking about last week the yeah. iWatch. The, the Uh-oh. The Fitbit. Oh, look at you. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I see. I, I just see you. Bought, I just bought my boyfriend one of those. Oh, yeah? Oh. Yeah, he which loves one? it. Yeah, um, the, the, the HR? <clears throat> I can't remember which okay. one it is. It's uh, the one that you can get caller ID with. Yeah, that, that's the HR. Yeah. Yeah, that's the one I got. It's dope. Anyway, okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I just had to stretch. I had to stretch before the show. <laughs> what, what were you saying? Exactly. Like, I, mean, I mean, I'm burning calories while I'm doing that. Well, see, I'm glad you got, the, I'm glad you got it. Uh, I, as you see, I've not, I've not got one yet. Um, but, uh, I'm, uh, but, but I, this, get one. I'm going to get one. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to hold out for the Apple Watch, but we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> but this is a technology. This is something um, that's come up with. 
this new sensor that talks that really deals with um, athletes mostly, and it talks about a way to give more nuanced data. And we talked a lot about you know about, about burning calories and the standard stuff, but you know you know importing this wearable technology into ways that you can collect data to find out to prevent injuries on mostly track and field athletes who put a tremendous amount of stress in their bodies. Yeah. And it's found that, like, you know, with track and field uh, um, athletes, the injuries sort of, they happen over time. They don't just happen, you know, they, they happen over time. So right. if you can figure out what the where these stress points are within the shoe, within the heel, within the toe, with, yeah. up, up into the hamstring, quads, um, you can help prevent these injuries and so sure. tailor make workouts and and things to make them to make them more efficient. Absolutely, uh, that's exactly right. Like the efficiency of your technique, um, you might be running improperly. Mm-hmm. The shoes might not um, be matching up with your body structure. Um, but yeah, so like these these devices, it's actually called RunScribe. Um, it, it gathers data so that it, it pinpoints where you're having fatigue in your body. Right. And um, yeah, I mean for that pro level, that it's essential because you want to be able to you know optimize your performance, especially if you're competing. And and if you could figure out ways where you can, you know, execute a, a better performance and have a better result, then yeah, those analytics go a long way. Especially for for uh, athletes that are sponsored by major companies that have endorsements. Sure. Like, like if, if I'm gonna, you know, endorse you, I want to make sure that you are, you know, you know, optimally fit. And well, so, as, you, as you can guess, Nike Fit Lab is all over this. They're really since it's been a lot, a lot of money in this technology and and and, uh, and other folks as well. So uh, obviously, I think it's interesting. Cause I think it's the future of sort of athletics. Uh, we're getting away from the whole. Well, we're not getting away from the performance-enhancing stuff, but this is a new sort of way to use technology as performance-enhancing as opposed to using medicine and for sure and drugs performance-enhancing. We'll see. I, I um, think I think I'm, 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 I gotta move on. So I was going to say I think the key thing about this too is that they're finding a lot of scientists are finding that a lot of. Um, Injuries that athletes are, um, are, are are having are actually genetic in, in the sense that uh-huh. what happens over time is because they have a certain gene that um, is being triggered over time, and so it comes out. And so they're trying to use these trackers as a way to determine if you have a certain gene, if you're, if you're predisposed, predisposed to a certain injury based right. on that gene. Wow. So, okay. I, I, I didn't know that. That's, that's actually very fascinating and very could be very good as well. Um, so, I don't, Snapchat had a big, big launch this week, which I, which I was actually kind of excited about. Um, they launched Snapchat Discover, yeah. which was kind of a game changer. It's because it was kind of a game changer. Um, you know, basically those who, you know, who have Snapchat, you know, know, uh, what this is, is this is a feature on, on Snapchat that allows you to press a button and then go to, uh, these different portals where you can get, uh, video content and text content from all these various, various subscribers via CNN, uh, you know, Food Network, National Geographic, and others. And I think it's pretty cool. It's, it's actually a gateway into being able to, uh, deliver content to, um, to the masses. It's another distribution at you right now, by the way. Oh, look at that. Look at you. Real it's time. A, it's our real time. It's real meta real up meta. in here. That's right. <laughs> oh, my word. Uh, I really but, like that um, Snapchat is kind of changing up their game, like the whole fact that you can send, you know, your friends money, you know, uh-huh. that's, if you're doing stuff like that. Or, I mean, I haven't really get to use the discovery part. I do like that you have the new ad uh, symbol that you could just send out, that right. if you take a picture of it, you automatically add the person. Yep. So I really like that. Well, yeah, that's kind of cool. Changing it up. Well, the significance of this is just, is just a real game changer in terms of a small company like Snapchat. Why mm-hmm. they're so valuable because right. they have their base, and then what they do is you flip from uh, an information service where two people appear to person to person information service to something where they're able to broadcast to the masses. For sure. And 
and then that's it, and then deliver ads through that. Oh, yeah. And it's extremely valuable. I, and I think, you know, another angle to it is, I mean, you talk about the juggernaut of Facebook and how, you know, they're dominating in, in, the, in the social space, especially in the, in the mobile business space. And so I know Snapchat is, is obviously for mobile, so they want to be able to carve out, you know, a little bit more of that market share yeah. um, with the mobile business. And so, um, I mean, yeah, Facebook wanted to buy Snapchat for a few Bs. Yes. They said no, and so I mean, they're smart. They're 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 going to, they're going up against Facebook in the sense that you can deliver, you know, text, photo, video, and now you can also discover other other pieces of content. Yeah, I mean, in a more efficient way, in a more cool way. So right. we'll see we'll see how Snapchat grows over the years. I'm just glad that it's not like the typical how everybody thought Snapchat was going to be, just like oh, you could send nudes to people and no one will yeah. know. Kind of exactly. Thing. So I'm I mean, really who, glad who that does that? Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's ridiculous. Ever do that, Joe? Okay, I'll be blasted. Uh, so, Good job. just kidding. Good job. Love you. It's all right. It's all right. Just, you know, I don't worry about the, any of those Snapchats being deleted because they're automatically deleted. So I'm no worry about it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, but uh, the, I want to move to speaking of social media, and you mentioned Facebook. Facebook is actually uh, Facebook has a, has a, had a had had a monster 2014. It is on pace for a even bigger 2015. But one of the things they're doing this year, which is really cool, is they're trying to go at Twitter uh, during the Super Bowl. And they're trying to figure out, like, Twitter's really sort of owned the sort of real-time space. Right. You know, in media in general, um, the most valuable things on television now are live events. That's why Super Bowl is, you know, <laughs> the highest rated thing ever. That's why all the Super Bowl ads go there because you're watching a live event. Yeah, a water cooler uh, moment. You cannot, you don't, you have to DVR it. Same right. thing with the Oscars and, yeah. and live sports event. So World Series and whatnot. So because of this, these things are also often the, the largest tweeted. This is a shared community where For people sure. can tweet real time. So Twitter really dominates in these things and Facebook is like, have been dying to figure out a way to get in this conversation, and now they have. They're, they're doing this big thing for Super Bowl where they're doing a a very a hub, what they're, what they're calling a hub, where they're having actual play by play of the game. Right. They're having actually clips of clips of the game. They're having an ability for everyone to share and chat. They're really trying to move, take some of that real time audience shared experience from away from Twitter and move it over to Facebook. Do you think it'll work? I definitely think it'll work. Um, I, I think that you know if the if the hub is organized and presented in a way that um, I guess. The, the user can navigate, you know, smooth and fast. I think it'll definitely work. Right. And I think, you know, already, you know, Facebook is killing, killing Twitter in terms of like ad revenue. So, I mean, it's no, oh, really God. no discussion there, but yeah, if they're able to, you know, bring that conversation onto their platform in a more heavy way. Right. I think, man, they're going to, they're going to murder it, man. Okay. We'll see. Well, speaking of, speaking of ad revenue, uh, Facebook shared their numbers, you know, and people, they really don't share numbers a lot, but because they're a publicly traded company now, they're sharing their numbers. Right. Uh, they had an in- insane quarter. Q4. Q4. I mean, they, they really, really, really blew it up to the tune of all kinds of stuff. So just, just some, some bullet points. Uh, during the fourth quarter, Facebook did $3.6 billion in total ad sales. That's crazy. Uh, which is a 53% increase over... In three months. In three months. 90 days. <laughs> $3.6 billion in 90 days. Just to put that into perspective, yeah. in the television game at Upfronts, in the entire television game, wow. you know, when you go into Upfronts, what they do is they do about $8 billion of revenue for 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 the year initially, yeah. it probably ends up about twelve billion for the year. But this is all of TV. This is TV, the cable, whole every the whole shebang. The whole shebang yeah. is about eight to twelve billion dollars in ad revenue, which is a tremendous amount of money. Usually, it lands somewhere about nine. I mean, this is amazing. Man. Facebook did four billion in three months. Twelve point five billion for the whole year. And you got to think. I read, I read an article that said they Facebook 
I mean, obviously, no comparison to Google. Sure. But Facebook um, will probably rock in the number of 10% of all online ad yeah. ad buys. 10%. The, that's the, huge. These numbers are actually, I mean, they actually really surprised me. Like, I mean, they hit, Facebook hits about, hit about 3 billion views daily, yeah. which, which is, which is not a, a huge surprise, but, uh, it's just, it's just really the, 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 the the size of these numbers. I For mean, sure. um, let's see. I mean, the, u- the user base is huge. They're over, like you said, they're over they're over three billion, I believe, right. um, of users, and I think eight hundred million use it every single day. Their mobile game is like in the eight hundred, nine hundred million number well, range. So their, their mobile sales, their their, their ad sales, sixty nine percent of their ad sales um, came from the mobile right. sales section at, at two point five billion, which is a lot. Uh, that's in, in quarter three. Uh, mobile app ha- has the mobile app alone has seventy five million daily views, daily daily viewers. Uh, the messenger does about five hundred sixty million monthly users. I mean, these numbers are staggering. So yeah. um, you know, we'll, we'll see where it goes, but it, it really just speaks. We to, know where it goes. Well, <laughs> well, and this one we'll talk to we'll talk to our guest Anthony about this too. But it speaks to some of the power of of social media like right. a, as a predominant force of of media and and, and pr- primarily the the, pr- the predominant force of ad delivery. Man, all this all media is is a, is a delivery service for ads. For sure, let's try to, to find the most effective delivery service for ads. At one point, it was ra- it, magazines. At one, right. Then it was a sort of radio. Then it was yeah. television. This is the new frontier. And now it's it's this. You know, and I think too for Facebook within this year cycle. They've really, really like grasped grasped hold of like using the video component mm-hmm. and allowing um, you know companies to be able to promote that way. And right. I think you know as we, as we grow um, with, with the technology and, and and how fast we're able to communicate visually or with video, you're going to see more of a proliferation of that, and that's going to propel even more ad revenue for the company. You know what I'm saying? Because right. I mean, essentially, you'll have commercials running all the time on Facebook, but you'll be able to curate them to your personal likes yeah. and tastes. So. And then also for content for content creators such as ourselves and other folks out there, I mean, it opens the door for tons and tons. I mean, this is content. I mean, Snapchat as well. There's all, all these are more and more uh, sort of uh, uh, distribution methods for, for content sure. and content creators. And, and with these ad sales being what they are, it's more and more ways for people, for, for ad, for ad sales for ad advertisers to be able to monetize. So it's a really exciting time for, for that. Sure, for uh, sure. You know, we'll, we'll get to that. We'll get to that with Anthony later on, too. Uh, I don't want to talk about, speaking of sales, the iPhone is, uh, iPhone 6, which we both went out and purchased first day. We did. We talked about it on the show. Yeah. <laughs> we left We left this show. And, and went and grabbed Went them. and grabbed our iPhone yeah. 6. Uh, and apparently we're not the only ones because they have done also done some record numbers here. Um, it's amazing. Uh, you know, seven seventy four point five million iPhones. It's crazy. Uh, in, in the last three months, they also had a giant Q four. Um, so uh, Apple did. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's an increase of twenty three point five million. Um, I mean, it's a jump of forty six percent. I mean, again, uh, what I want to say about Facebook is before. The uh, the demise of Facebook has been greatly exaggerated right. as we talked about before. People all talk about the death of Facebook. Of course. Facebook's not going to survive, and then they have the biggest Q four ever. Of course, same thing with Apple. You yeah. know, the, the, the demise mean, of it, Apple has been greatly, greatly it's exaggerated. The, it's the ebb and flow of it all. You know, I think I think um, Apple's success with the iPhone, especially, is because of their of them inking a deal with China. Uh-huh. I mean, you know, having access to you know way more way more consumers, like a billion, some, yeah, close to a billion of people that <laughs> yes. are grabbing the iPhone. So I mean sure. that. Obviously, is going to contribute to the sale number skyrocketing and increasing. And as the, the years you know continue on, like China is going to be a huge market for for all these all these products right. and um, 
Yeah, so I, I think I think Apple's really doing a bit though, especially with the um, the iWatch coming soon, the Apple Watch coming soon. So right. A um, couple more quick things before we get into our guests. I want to talk about Sony, you know, partner with Spotify to launch their PlayStation streaming music service. This is something I don't use, I don't care about, but yeah. uh, it's a big deal, apparently. I mean, are you, do you use? Yeah, all the time. So, I mean, I use, okay, so when I, <laughs> why do you use Spotify? So this is, this is interesting for me because I, I, I'm a Spotify user, but I'm also an Xbox user as well, right, not right, a PlayStation right. person. So right. I don't understand or care about uh, play what's it called? Whatever Sony Unlimited Music, which is the old Sony streaming system. For sure. Um, I don't know, Alexis. Do you use that? Um, sometimes. Okay. Mostly just like if um, if I'm having a get together. Yeah. And I don't feel like grabbing my computer and my speakers and things like that. I'll have my PS3 or my PS4 playing it. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I, I think that I think it's a good partnership. I, I think like it. it's sure. the best. You know, best in music and arguably maybe the best in gaming. You know, synergizing. Um, we've seen you know Spotify do this with Uber, so you're seeing yeah, the, true. seeing these brand collaborations. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and so I mean to expand their market internationally. Sure. Maybe you can incorporate your music into your gameplay. Yeah. Like there's so many ways that you know you, you find the synthesis of, of of connectivity. But I wonder for brand loyalty sense because I'm just broke my iPhone. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You Apple doesn't need the money. I know. Uh, so the uh, but for me for brand loyalty's sake, you know I'm an Xbox guy, so. Um, I'm sorry, I'm an Apple person as well. It makes you, Apple is really ramping up their partnership Beats, with Beats Music, yeah. so it makes you wonder, like, yeah, uh, do, should I switch? Should I switch my whole game over to Beats Music to be more in sync with my iPhone? Does it matter? You know, I think about my my Xbox. I'm, you know, I'm an Apple guy, but I'm an Xbox guy. Right. You know, it's, 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 it's all, all of these par- sort of partnerships really are sort of jolting brand yeah. loyalty. You know, I mean, we're finding this on 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 many like levels, like in terms of broadcast, in terms right. of music, in terms of like sure. all of this stuff. It's interesting, sure. like. How the how the the teams are forming essentially. Right. Um, one last uh, couple couple of quick quick hits. Uh, drone crash on the White House lawn. Um, you why, know. why did you Why did you do that? <laughs> I know. I was gonna say. <laughs> I was there. I, you know, we talk. We, so we, we bring up. We talk about drones a lot, and, and, and you know, uh, President Obama talked a lot about like how there's no, you know, the, again the curve, the technology curve is always far ahead of the legal curve and the regulation curve. The FAA is right, not really right. doesn't, doesn't have this have anything really in place for for drones flying around. Right. Jeff Bezos's idea of like having drones deliver packages, packages to yeah. is kind of far away. But um, you know, we both and we we've used drones. And, and for shoots and stuff, mm-hmm. and you know, and drones are, you know, they're they're ubiquitous at this point. Yeah. So it's interesting to see how how this shakes down. I'm just pissed, man. This this one dude just had to mess it up for everybody. Well, right? I, don't, I don't have all but these right? laws implemented saying right. I can't fly my drone into, but, but your, it's, into your house. Well, it's, the, the, the irony is like it, it's all, of all places for drones to crash, the White House line. I'm not, sorry, I would do it. I'd be like, hey, I was the guy. Yeah, so well, he, did, he did. He did cop to it and, and talk to the Secret Service. Yeah, so he, had be, he had better cop to yeah. it. Um, <laughs> all right, last quick things before we get to our guests um, on the geek side. Uh, Indiana Jones. Oh, uh, yeah. I don't know how I feel about this. Well, you know, Chris Pratt is allegedly going to be the new Indiana Jones, and they're in talks to maybe do this. You know, I, of course, none of us know. <laughs> that's that's funny. funny. That's none funny. of us. None of us know how we feel about this. But you know, as an old person, as an old, you know, this is this is a seminal movie for me. This is one of my all time favorite movies. Um, wow. you know, I don't. Okay. Yeah. It's one of my all-time all-time favorite. Movies no, I was just well. referring to you saying you're an old person, but I, mean, continue, continue. <laughs> <laughs> I have no, I know. But uh, it, it, you know, my, my friend Chris Pratt is. It's one of the things I I do not like about Hollywood and what you know. I'm, I'm a participant of this, but like, you know, you get one hot person and then you want to you want to like mm-hmm. put them in every saturate franchise. Them, saturate them. Out. I remember a long time ago when Denzel talked about like that. You know, when he had, when he did uh, Malcolm and he then uh, Spike wanted him to do Jackie Robinson, then Spike oh, also wanted yeah. him to do Martin. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. King and Spike and Spike's responsibilities. I can't be everybody, <laughs> you know, which I really like. Chris Pratt can't be everybody. He can't. He can't. <laughs> However, I can see him playing. This I role can see him playing this role it. too. Uh, yeah, you know, like my, my my friend had a funny tweet. He said something like, "You know, one day we'll be telling our grandkids about a time where Chris Pratt wasn't in every movie, and they'll just look at you like, say, shut up, Grandpa. <laughs> Chris Pratt's everybody.' Hey, interesting to see what they do with this. Uh, it is interesting. I mean, it's going to be better than them trying to have Shia LaBeouf take over. Yeah, oh, oh, man. Man. That, 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 that you're right about that. Yeah. Um, the next thing, we'll skip the asteroid story because yeah, we, covered, know, it last we week. covered it last week. But I do yeah. want to talk about briefly before we get back into tech stuff on the entertainment side. Uh, new Ghostbusters cast announced um, they, you know, they were going to make this movie. Well, they've been trying to make this movie for years and years and years. They have the unfortunate passing of Harold Ramis, which mm-hmm. sort of got the original cast sort of off. Now they're doing a complete reboot um, with Paul Feig, the director of uh, Bridesmaids, and and the. Um, uh, what's the other one he did? Uh, I can't remember the name of it. Uh, Heat. 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 Thank you. Yeah. The Heat, which is funny. He has a new one coming called Spy. Yep. But this is, uh, I, he's funny, and this is funny. And I got to say, I'm kind of into this casting because, you know, Kristen Wiig's a no-brainer. Melissa McCarthy's a no-brainer. But I do love, 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 love me some Leslie Jones. And I love me yep. some Kate McKinnon. Yep. Two very, very funny ladies. And, I, you know, I don't know how this is not funny. I don't see how it's not funny either. I think it'll be hilarious. Yeah. So lo- very much looking forward to that. Okay. So shifting gears, gear shifting, shifting gears. Uh, we have a guest this week. Uh, we we have a our, our guy um, Anthony Anthony R Howard, who is a very accomplished tech expert. Um, he's a you know, best selling author. He's a technology expert. Uh, been around for working for firms for the last twelve years. We'll let him tell you a little bit more about that. Uh, he's won all kinds of awards. Uh, most notably, what I like <laughs> most will be for me. Um, he was named the number one IT superhero by InfoWorld and Computer World, which I love that. Wow. IT superhero. Stop. I don't have that. Um, <laughs> he's done a ton of work for the defense sector, the Department of Defense and Homeland Security and some private security firms and some other things as well. Um, he's an expert, and we're going to talk to him a little bit about um, some social media stuff, which we've been talking about, and also tra- um, transition into some defense stuff. Right. Uh, I think he's on the line right now. Anthony, are you there? Yes. I'm here. Can you hear me okay? I guess that's fine. Welcome to the show, Ant. Welcome. Welcome to Geek, welcome to Geek Nerd Tech. Um, I'm Joe, and that's Akili, and then and the, the female voice here is Alexis. We're here. Hi. <laughs> Hello. All right. <laughs> a wonderful day, everybody. Happy Friday to you. Happy, Happy Friday, Friday to you. So just, uh, you know, briefly, why don't you give us a little, you know, I mean, I, 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 I kind of did a, a hacky job of sort of giving your credentials, but, uh, you know, why don't you give us a little bit, tell us a little bit about yourself, you know, in about 30 seconds. All right. Uh, first thing is I'm a best-selling author, and that's mm-hmm. one of my most proudest achievements. Sure. And the author of the books, uh, The Invisible Enemy, Black Fox, and The Invisible Enemy 2, Vendetta, which are books taken, uh, written about what's really going on behind the scenes in the Department of Defense. So right. uh, the spies that the FBI caught, right? Um, back, I was in the Department of Defense realm mm-hmm. and wrote, hey, how did this happen? How are spies trained and recruited? What technologies are they using? What's going on? And as you said, a lot of awards, a lot of case studies have been published uh, on my solutions across the IT industry. Currently, I provide uh, technology solutions and advisement for some of America's most distinguished clients, Google, U.S. Defense Sector, Department of Justice, Department of Homeland Security. Never heard of them. Uh, <laughs> yeah, who's that? <laughs> uh, I thought you said you were accomplished. I have an MBA and then, and then uh, also relocated to the Netherlands for uh, about a year and a half to solve technology issues for American-based companies and even for military logistics. So That's awesome, that, man. That about caps it up. And then you, you talked about some of the cool awards. And I, I got the Fossey Award, which is the... Um, Nation's largest information technology exposition serving the government. It got the best new technology award. 
great. That's the uh, that's the geeky stuff, the geeky background. Sure. Uh, well, it's, 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 it's very much in line with what with what we do here and, and what our what our listeners and viewers on, on YouTube and stuff want want to hear about. Um, what we've been talking about today a little bit. We've we've been, we've been talking a lot about. Um, these giant social media companies and the proliferation of these giant social media companies. And um, I, I just want, you know, your opinion, because we talk a lot about sort of, uh, you know, the, what, what at least I do, the paranoia of sort of these, these, these large companies, how large they're becoming and how they essentially profit on collecting and monetizing our personal information and blah, 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 blah. I mean, I, I participate in this as well. But um, can you talk to us about like the, the Twitters, the Snapchats, the Facebook of the world? Of the world? Can you sure. talk to us about like, um, what, what I'll, consumers I'll, should be worried about sorry i didn't cut you off no i said no i'm saying like no no so just like maybe maybe you know a little bit about those but primarily what consumers should be concerned about with these large companies if anything uh if for concern for consumers three things are really what you really need to know and be concerned about and the first one is your data Mm -hmm. and your habits Hmm. are being stored Right, mm-hmm. so this cool stuff, and you talked about the the iPhone earlier in the show. Mm-hmm. That is part of the uh, the conspiracy, I like to call it, <laughs> but because uh, I'm a spy novel writer. So <laughs> what is actually going? So you know, cloud has been around for a while. It's just offsite data hosting. But what they're doing now is they're using that to keep consumers locked in to a specific product or a specific brand. So for example, uh, if you have an iPhone six or an iPhone five or four, and you press that cool iCloud button, and then your photos and your contacts and all that stuff gets backed up to the magical unicorn known as the cloud. Now, what's actually happening is all of your data, all of your photos, all of your everything is going on to Apple servers, and that data is being stored and cataloged with what we call metadata. Right. That metadata, right, is stored, and we can create a psychological profile on that particular user. Now, what do we do with a psychological profile? We create ads Mm -hmm. and shopping habits. Mm -hmm. So if you now go to apps or the Internet on your iPhone, ads based on where you live, what sites you've been to, what stores you've been to, will pop up, monetizing that information. Right. All right. So so we also have your pictures. Mm -hmm. Okay. So pictures of, you know, maybe you passed out drunk or family photos. Well, not, not me, brother, not me. you tag people or send those to people, right, that information is also stored. Huh. That metadata is also stored in catalogs. So even if you delete the picture still stored, off of Facebook, huh? it doesn't matter. Right. right? It's still catalogs. again, in what we call metadata, which lasts how long? Forever. Forever. Right? So that is what, what I speak to youth about a lot is they don't know that they post pictures in high school of partying and flipping the bird to the camera. Right. Okay, when employers yeah. go and Google your name, right. that picture can come up because it's tagged to your metadata, which is tagged to your name. You're saying that so fingerprint you lasts forever. That picture anywhere, it can happen. So that, that's right. the first thing, is know that your data and, and your habits are really being stored. Well, the second thing... Wait, let me let me, let me jump in. Let me, let me oh, jump wait. in on that. Let me jump in on that really quick because I that, that's that's a, a, a lot of important information. Um, before we get to the second thing, I want to just elaborate on that because you, we hear a lot about uh, Facebook in particular. There's a story out in uh, the middle of last year about um, some Facebook scientists sort of messing around with an algorithm that sort of like you know uh, with all the information they have, sort of predicting if if couples will be together and stay together, and with all this metadata, you know, Google, Facebook, all these other ones are able to do more than just 
you know, we talk now about the algorithm you use to be able to sell you ads, but you have all this information. There's limitless other things that they're using this stuff for, potentially using this stuff for. I mean, what do you, what do you know about that? I mean, we can get to the second thing in a second, but like, what do you know about any of that stuff? I just, I'm just curious about, is that really true that they're actually... That, co- is, that is absolutely true, which is the second thing. You, you hit right on. The second thing okay. is your data and your habits are being sold, right? Mm-hmm. Ad companies pay millions for this data, right? right? Because they know who's single if you're searching, you know, eHarmony or whatever the, the trendiest online dating. Mm-hmm. You know, they know where you live because it's based off GPS coordinates that are in the tower that they also have, and you tag yourself in photos based on location. They know that. I was also one of the architects behind what is now called Google Earth. I don't know if uh, a lot of people use that, but basically it's uh, teaming with Google and NASA to put satellites in the sky to look down on everything. So if you were to go on Google Earth now, put in your address, a satellite would literally zoom down to your street and virtually walk north, south, and you can see all your neighbor's houses, your houses, your car in the front. So all that information about you is, is cataloged, and they create this psychological profile, which is then sold, without your knowledge, to marketing companies, financial companies, or financial services companies, or uh, even folks like Spokio who basically catalog information for people who do private searches on people and things like that. I got so I got to ask you man, right I got to ask you being that, you know, we're in this information and connection economy where, you know, we all are, you know, searching for, you know, for for information about topics and we're all trying to like have some sense of connectivity with each other. Like how 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 is this how is this a good thing? Like how would you argue that this is a good thing? Or would oh, you? Or would you argue that? Thing. I think it's it's way too much data. And you you actually hit on something very important earlier when you were talking about the drones. You said the technology curve is always ahead of the legal curve, right? So right now there's no you know the, the privacy laws. There's so many loopholes where they can store data and sell data with almost no repercussions because there's no laws about you know, what they can, because you have voluntarily pushed the iCloud button and uploaded your data. So they can sell it as a backup service, but really, what it really is, it's a big data or analytical data machine, where you just, uh, I think you said earlier, there was some odd millions of iPhones sold in the first quarter. So all those people, you have, they have free information on six million people, their shopping habits, their surfing habits, where they live, and they can sell that information. So to me, no, that's that's not a good thing at all. So then, it's my follow, very my follow, profitable thing. My follow-up question is: How do you navigate this landscape of technology when you have all your information, you know, siphoned, cat, you know, categorized, and then used either against you? Like, how how do you how do you plug in essentially? Remember the golden rule is, is what I so I had to speak at the school of business and industry forum of college students, and I told them the golden rule: do not put anything on the cloud or on social media that you do not want the world to see forever mm. because the internet doesn't forget right and i'm one of the architects that architected how the google search engine works which is you have retriever servers which crawl for data all day which crawls uh, the metadata which is how it's cataloged and archived and it doesn't go away right so wow. even if you did something 15 years ago and the employer pulls it up and sees a picture of you with your middle finger to the camera, huh. right? They don't know that's 15 years ago. Yeah, because a lot of interviews are done, you know, over the phone or online or what have you. So you might be written off and not know why. You didn't get a call back, and you don't know why. It's because that employer saw what you put on LinkedIn or 
Facebook. Cancun you might say, oh, 2003. Well, you know, Facebook has <laughs> privacy settings now. Right. No. Well, let me, and then I want to get to, because I have a question too, but before I get to the question, I want to get to, to, to number three. Did you get to number three? Because we, we, we were jumping in with some questions. <laughs> no, no, number three was kind of the, the, the light at the end of the tunnel, which was, hey, how can you use this to your advantage, right? So right. your information is out there. How can you use it to your advantage? So that, that's what I wanted to hit on, which third thing, which was, hey, um, you can create a brand and, and cr- treat social media as, free advertising for you. So right. For example, uh, let's say for your next show, Black Hollywood Media, Geek Nerd Tech, you want to say, hey, I want to I have a show next month and I want uh, to try and get 100,000 listeners. And what is the name of a show that would get the most clicks, the most likes, and the most traffic on social media? And of course, since we have all this data and research done, Right, there's certain words and things that you guys can use, or any business can use, to get more free traffic than they would otherwise get by just putting a normal title. So, for instance, if today's topic would be social media and business advice and tips, that would get a certain amount of hits. But if you related it to the more human version, which gets a lot of traffic on social media and the reposts and the likes, if you put uh, tips for social media and business that will keep you from going broke, right? right. bam. Um, using the humanistic versions of titles actually catapults uh, business, shows, television, into the social media realm where people can comment, blog, on, and what they, based on what they saw on the show, which actually gives you hundreds of thousands of more hits uh, than you would normally get. So you can kind of use it to your advantage based off of some of the analytics that are being done with your information. Does that make sense? That makes complete sense. And I want I want to um, jump over because we only have about five or six minutes left. I want to jump to some of this defense technology and some questions we had. Sony hack. I just saw Black Hat in the theater. I'm, I'm very concerned about all this stuff. But before I jump into that, one last question on. Um, one thing I'm concerned about is, you know, we talked about don't put anything in the cloud that you don't want to be there forever. Uh, what about the future of like the, the things like Bitcoin or like more importantly like Apple Pay? What about the the, the commerce that happens sort of like this all all of this sort of uh, I don't want to call it e-commerce, but this new economy of like payless, moneyless economy? Um, is that should we be concerned? I mean, I, I signed up for Apple Pay. I'm kind of using it, but I'm I'm concerned about it. Are those things a concern in your opinion? Or like even the fingerprint touch and all that stuff. Since I come from the Department of Defense, I'm actually concerned about all this stuff because I know where it can go, like the darkest places. So mm-hmm. I personally don't use Apple Pay. That's not, not to say that Apple Pay is bad. Right. Um, what a cashless society, or, or, or you know, cashless society, where every transaction can be monitored and, and, and engaged. I don't think that's good for free enterprise mm-hmm. right. at all. I think it's another mechanism of control, but that's just my personal opinion so Mm -hmm. i don't use apple pay just because i like you know the way things are done credit cards cash and for me as an author it's it's a lot easier to do transactions with things like that because it's easy and there's no fees associated with and you don't have to go through apple so for instance if i did do apple pay but i wanted to move away from apple you couldn't do that so uh, i don't like being locked into one 
single technology. I like the best of breeds, and that's just my personal opinion. Fair enough. Um, I want to jump over to the into using your defense background and talk a little about that. Um, you know, we just had this big Sony hack. This is big news here in Hollywood, and 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 made national news, of course, uh, because it you know may or may not have come from uh, from Korea, uh, North Korea. And, um, you know, there's all this talk about Russia and these, and the, and the, and the growth of all these crazy young hackers in Russia who did nothing better to do than to, than to, to, to hack. Um, I just saw Black Hat, which, which kind of scared the ish out of me. Um, how big of a threat is all this stuff? And then, and what, and what, you know, what, what, you know, this, this sort of cyber terrorism and, and even, and, and all this stuff, how, what, how, how, how serious is this? It's real. It's very serious and more serious than, hey, what you hear on the news. It's the stuff that you don't hear, because the stuff you hear on the news are the people that got caught, are the are the schemes or scandals that got uncovered and and you know exposed, right? The the real the spies that are just really phenomenal are the ones that never get caught. Hmm. Um, I don't know if you remember in 2010 the FBI actually caught an entire ring of spies planted here by Russia since birth to live and breathe as, you know, American citizens mm-hmm. and to sleep with high-level officials and do other scandalous stuff to influence American <clears throat> policy, and they were all caught. They had fake American names and hmm. passports. It's like the TV uh, show The Americans. Their real, um, their real names, uh, real Russian names that they never used. Um, and there are dozens and dozens and dozens of rings wow. like that, not just from Russia, but from everyone. So it's, it's those that you don't hear about that worry me. So the Sony hack was bad, and they, they did the movie, you know, they, they leaked the movie, or they didn't like it because it, it reflected their leader in a bad way. Um, but all in all, what happened was, okay, the movie got leaked, and there were some threats made, and then there was some, some slight retaliation by the United States, and then the media moved on to something else. Now, yeah. what about those hackers that have a knock list that's exposing every asset that America has all over the globe huh. and matching the code names to the real American alias. The, the Edward Snowdens that, of the world or the, the you know, yeah. the WikiLeaks. So the so. Edward Snowdens, right, um, though, those, and again, he wasn't by himself. They, they like to make him seem like, oh, he was some guy who got mad and exposed the NSA. No, he couldn't have got out of the country like that. He, he had some help. He right. had some help. Especially when they knew who he was. And the guy's on TV, but they still can't capture him. So uh, easy to say that he had a, a lot of foreign help. He was not acting alone. Um, and then to answer your question, hey, how serious is this, right? Cyber threats and, and cyber terrorism, cyber hacking, right? That's the next wave of criminal. Right. Like organized crime is also using... Um, this type of attack to hijack companies and get ransoms and get the website back or denial of service attacks, things like that. So it is very serious, and it is the part of the next wave of combat. I mean, you're starting to see a lot of you're starting to see a lot of that even in, in television. I think they're having a new well, the CSI Cyber. I think that's what it's called coming out. I did want to ask you because we're we're about to wrap, but I want to ask you a question about um, African American. Um, people in the in the field of technology. Do you feel that we are we are well? Uh, I guess how I want to frame represented. it. Well represented. Yeah. Like, do you come across a lot of brothers and sisters that are 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 in the field that you're in, or are you kind of like a kind of few to none? 
I do not feel like African Americans are, are represented in the technology field, and I think it is because um, just just in general for any field, African Americans we're less likely to get hired without the experience. But how do we get the experience unless we get hired? Chicken right? before the egg. That's always what I hear. Right. Uh, catch twenty two. So, in my opinion, no, it it has gotten better. So, so fifteen years ago when I started in this field. There were just almost none wow. um, that I would come across on a regular basis. Now, maybe about you know two to three percent of who I come across. But still, right? That that's not necessarily great, but it we'll call it progress. And and because it's more than what was 15 years ago. But in my opinion, definitely not. Wow, right now, it is a hard field to get into, especially the level things are now. Because you know, clients and companies they want something proven hmm. especially when it comes to african americans some something that's some, someone who's already done it and then we're not you know we're not judged on our potential we're judged on what we've done so that's i think that's part of the reason why so what i tell folks who wanted to break into the technology industry and become a consultant or a strategist is you know pick the company you want to be with right start in sales or start in you know whatever Role you can get, and then you use that company's free training, and use their you know time to to analyze the competitive landscape, and from there you can go wherever you want because you know there's lots of ways to maneuver within companies. So don't try and jump in at the strategist or senior technology role immediately. You know it does take some years if you have to get into a junior role. So that's that was my advice, and that's really how I broke into it and where I am today. Nice, man. Yeah, well, and, and, and that, that's great advice. And, you know, having people like you uh, are, are the, that, that we can point to and look to are also, you know, help helps the young folks want to be and get into this stuff. Uh, we're out of time, unfortunately, Anthony, and uh, it, it was a pleasure having you for, for this brief amount of time. We definitely want to have you back because I want to get a little more into some of the, some of the defense stuff as well. And, and, and you know, this is topics we always, always, talk, always touch on, so we'd love to have you back to be able to get talk to more stuff and actually I really want to talk about these books as well so uh, hopefully we can oh, have I'd you back here I'd love to be then. back anytime okay anytime. fantastic before you go man shout out your, your Twitter handle or where people can find you oh, website uh, anthonyrhoward.org again that's anthonyrhoward.org and again the name of the books are The Invisible Enemy Black Fox and The Invisible Enemy 2 Vendetta fantastic alright well, thank you Thank you for joining us. And much success to you, man. Much success. Thank you very much. Uh, that's going to do it for us on uh, on Geek Nerd Tech today. Um, bit of a short show, but we got to get out of here. Uh, thanks again to our guest, Anthony R. Howard. Um, Akili Sean, where can we find you, sir? You can find me on none of, none of the social media sites because they're collecting all my information. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can still find me on Instagram at Joe K. Braswell and uh, Twitter at, at Jacob, Joe K. Braswell. Uh, and uh, Alexis, what about you? You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at atorres890. That's A-T-O-R-R-E-S 890. Cool. Uh, that's it for that. We'll see you next week for more Geek to Nerd Tech and stories and fun stuff and everything else. Uh, that's all we got. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. From producers Maria Menounos, Dario Kristen, Tiana Hobson, Kevin Undergaro, and the entire BHL crew, we would like to thank you for supporting Black Hollywood Live, the first online broadcast network dedicated to African-American entertainment. For questions and comments, contact us at info at blackhollywoodlive.com. Like us on Facebook, tweet us, or Instagram us at BHL Online. And I'm your BHL announcer, Scipio. Instagram me at Planet Scipio. 
Thank you for tuning in. And our rhythm with that. Hollywood Redefined. The views expressed here are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of BHL or its owners or principals.